Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. We're glad to have you come aboard. And as always this week, I will have in my presence Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And I do believe Paul Wiseman, who will be popping in shortly to the show this week. And we're happy to have both of them here. As always, I'm your host, Darren Long. I'm also uh, a member of the team at Guild Hall, and I'm happy to be here doing the show this week. I will remind everybody before we get going that uh, this is a show about physical gold and silver, natural fancy colored diamonds. Those are the three topics we spend a great amount of time on during this show, and that you are also encouraged to take as much due diligence in making decisions about your wealth, your wealth as possible. There is nothing in the history books that is going to prepare you for what lies ahead in our opinion, and past performance of gold and silver is not indicative of future performance of gold and silver. Now, that being said, we are also not your financial planners or advisors. We leave that up to the good folks that take care of you. Hopefully, you have people you trust, but if, like us, you are more interested in knowing as much about your wealth and being focused on self-directing your own wealth, knowing exactly what you hold in your hands when you go to make an investment, then you have joined the right show. Again, this is The Real Money Show. The website is guildhallwealth.com. You can Google us anytime throughout the show. And Jeremy, we're going to get started this week keeping it very simple. It's been a good week in slight. Uh, there has been a rebound in pricing from the beginning of the week, which started slightly slower, uh, through what we will discuss on the show was the uh, Federal Reserve making what we determined were slightly dovish, as did most analysts agree with us comments about the U.S. marketplace in particular. And this is a good stopping point for us on this journey because as we discussed through the show today, there are a couple of very critical moments in this bull market that we're coming to realize uh, are now shared opinions throughout the world. One of which is that gold is quickly becoming a very uh, top tier, shall we say, tier one quality asset as defined by institutions around the world. And that this change in mentality means that what we have discussed since we started the show in 2008 uh, was that central banks have been net buyers of gold this whole time behind the backs of every hardworking man and uh, woman in this great world. And as you're accumulating wealth, it's important to understand that their definition of wealth has always included physical gold, physical silver, and assets such as natural fancy colored diamonds. So without further ado, um, the gold price on the back of the Fed's comments this week, those comments seem to be slightly dovish as most analysts agreed. And we've seen since about, let's say, November of last year, both gold and silver uh, take a nice jump forward in pricing. Both seem to fit very well into the range they're currently in. Gold sitting about the 1310 range, looking to break out as we speak, and silver sitting around the 1540 mark, also looking to break out. Now, both have been slightly higher over the last month or so, but pullbacks, very necessary as we discussed. Great for the health of a movement forward. Many analysts talking right now about that being the case. And uh, through the week, the Fed left the rates unchanged in the U.S., which, again, they had said, tail end of last year, expect at least a minimum of two rate hikes through 2019. So far, that's not coming to uh, fruition. So this is leaving a lot of gold and silver investors thinking, 
this may be the moment. It's it's pretty wild. This whole Fed talk, rate talk, what's going on? You had the you had December. The the you know the markets were going down. The Fed kind of started to backtrack, and then boom, they've they've jumped up to near all time highs again. And here we are close to where we were back in November, and the Fed is not talking about raising rates anymore. They're talking about holding off for an entire year. So you want to talk about Powell, Jerome Powell, the chairman of the Fed, really backtracking here. It certainly looks like you know he's, he's either listening to what Trump has to say or he's just looking at the economy and, and saying, yeah, we're data dependent, but we're looking at the markets and the global slowdown. We can talk about FedEx and BMW. But at the end of the day, they they're not in a position to raise rates. They're well, they're they're so trapped that they can't raise rates without the the markets getting very very squeamish in a in a hurry. Now we've seen the stock market run very quickly. The Dow. Where are we now? Where, what are we supposed to do now? You can't raise rates. Everyone's saying everything is so great, right? And yet the Fed has to be cautious here. So we smell a rat. Something's not right. It's the economy. The economy's not doing so well. You know, there's so much debt they can't raise the rates. Well, leaving it's those a debt rates, trap. Leaving those rates unchanged also in those comments where the forward looking comments, which suggests they have now cut the outlook for the US economic growth over the next year. Surprise, surprise, not surprise mm -hmm. to us or the listeners of this show. But um, gold is and has always been very highly sensitive to interest rate changes. And uh, that could be short-term change, up or down, depending on what the rates do. But um, there is no significant evidence of any expectation of substantial growth that's going to pull this stock market, it's going to pull the U.S. economy, and for that matter, the North American economy, forward into some new phase of growth. So that clock is right. ticking, and as it ticks, it's, uh, it's moving the traditional markets far, far closer to a meltdown or a breakdown or a pullback or a recession, whatever you want to call it, well, it's moving the less traditional risk-on assets like gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds far closer to a peak. I, I don't think that I, – I remember – I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I was listening to the bobbleheads on CNBC. I love listening to them when there's a panic. And when the markets were coming down, they were saying, oh, you know, if we could make back – you know, half of what we've lost over the course of 2019, that that would be a great year. They were already changing their expectations. And then, boom, we're basically near those all-time highs again within, within a couple months. It's crazy. If this isn't an opportunity to say, oh, there's my chance to get out of stocks because they pushed it back up again, right, and to start diversifying the portfolio away to solid assets – I don't know what is. I mean, how many chances do you get at this? They did have a double top, right? Looks like we're getting close to a triple top in, in the stock market. But you have to look around at what's going on. You know, FedEx is signaling that there's a global recession when BMW says their sales are going to be down. Okay, some of it's they've, they've invested in into electric cars, but most of it is, look, people are not buying as many cars. Things are going to slow down. So you're seeing a global slowdown happening. And it's just a question of whether you want to admit it and do something about it. And the Fed can jawbone all they want, and it can make some news on on Fed Day, uh, quote unquote. But at the end of the day, the, it is a it is a, an interest rate trap. It's a debt trap. The debts have ballooned 
250 trillion worldwide. You can't pay it off. It can't get paid off. So what are you going to do? You're going to hold cash while they while they destroy the value of it? That's the only direction this can go. And you can, you know, prop it prop the dollar up here and there and, you know, try to maneuver it lower eventually over time or some crisis is going to hit and it's going to hit hard. And that's why for us it's so important to have a physical asset in the market that is nobody's liability at all, and that is gold and physical silver. All right. Well, to that end, guildhallwealth.com is the website. You can Google us, get in touch with us, get a free investor kit. It's so important to be educated in this day and age. And gold and silver, natural fancy color diamonds, they are simple. If you're listening and you want to get into gold or silver, if you want to find out more about natural fancy color diamonds, that website, guildhallwealth.com, is an easy way to do just that, or you you can Google us, as I said. Either way, you are looking at a package which will contain information on all the metals we sell. It'll contain information on natural fancy colored diamonds. It'll have some information about the various accounts that we put forward. And as the show progresses, we'll talk a bit about it. And today, we're going to focus on one particular account called allocated financing, in which I will discuss a way for you to double what your money will do for you in the market in terms of ownership of gold and silver. So, Jeremy, me, it remains right now as we're taping the show on Thursday, uh, technically that the gold bulls and the silver bulls for that matter, they still have the overall near term technical advantage and they've both gained power during uh, this week. The next upside tar- target price objective um, is is probably going to produce a close in April, in my opinion, uh, well above the resistance area for, for gold right now. And that's probably in the neighborhood of the 1350 range. It won't take long to get past that. And once it does get by that, the expectation over the summer months is that there's a rally into the last quarter. So if you apply that to silver, same rules apply to both metals in this case. Resistance sitting up around 16 right now breaks through that resistance and a move towards 19 by year's end, 20. That is something that's in the cards. It's on the table right now, especially given what we just discussed being the Fed's dovish statement for this week. Again, guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to. Uh, Now, switching gears just slightly, but on the same topic, Jeremy, we are going to be discussing throughout this show some changes that occurred via the Bank of International Settlements that have been heavily discussed this week. Now, folks, not to get too complex on matters, but it is important that you stay educated and part of our job and what we love doing as experts in our arenas is staying on top of this for you and bringing this information to you. There was some significant uh, verbiage that was used throughout uh, this week in regards to the Bank of International Settlements and in particular something called the Basel III Accord. Let's spend the next segment talking about that. If you want to uh, listen, stay tuned in. We'll be having a short break and you can uh, bet Uh, your bottom dollar that we're going to have some exciting news as it relates to central banks and what that means to gold and silver. Again, the website guildhallwealth.com. And uh, for those that want to get an information package, it is free of charge. It is chocked full of information. And it's also a great way to get on the mailing uh, list so that on a weekly basis, you get the precious metals newsletter. It's free of charge. Now, to get some gold or silver into your portfolio to start this or add to it, 
uh, I want you to go to that website. I want you to take a look at the e-store and the various options that we have. There are a few there, and you can start your journey very simply by getting over to that website, guildhallwealth.com, and making that decision to move ahead with something in terms of gold, silver, or natural fancy colored diamonds. When we return, we're going to talk allocated financing, and we're going to talk more about the Fed, this Basel Accord change, central bank buying. It's a jam-packed show today, folks. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm Darren Long, your host, and for part two of today's show, I have Paul Wiseman with us, president of Guildhall Wealth Management, as well as Jeremy Wiseman, vice president of Guildhall Wealth Management. And you are tuned into this show. It is a show and an exciting Thursday and we are talking about gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. Now, the first segment, we just a little update on gold and where the market is right now, a little bit about resistance and why this bull market is going to be continuing. The Feds was very dovish this week, left rates unchanged in uh, the U.S. England followed. They left their rates unchanged. I, a lot of uncertainty about Brexit and obviously where that's heading, and they're going to ask for an extension of three months to deal with it's it. It's just amazing how quickly that tightening cycle ended. Oh, yes. That Big tightening time. cycle was like eight months long. Yep. Don't yep. you find it surprising that they're, they're trying to think a year out, one rate increase they're hoping for 2020. Mm-hmm. It, they, uh, they pivoted last time. I think they've done a double pivot and whatever else they've done. They're hoping you don't remember that last time when they spoke in December saying for 2019, expect at least a minimum of two rate heights, if not more, as we said in the first segment. But as, uh, as time goes on, we're learning what you just said in the first segment, which is that they're out of steam. I mean, it's done. I mean, it's, it's just all that's left to be decided is how fast and how far it falls. Well, or I, when they have to start putting more money in. I just well, think that's an inevitability. It's going I to happen and it continues to happen. A little funky. It's, it's been dropped on the floor and smashed 800 times and that's out of frustration because they don't have any tools to push the market's higher. When, when do they just sit back and admit and just say to Congress, look, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. We, it, this sucks. This really sucks. The situation sucks. We think the economy is going to tank. We'd like people to be prepared. God, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Could it's, you imagine? Yes. This is not three musketeers. <laughs> it's, it's all for themselves. One no, it's, for all. it's for the bankers. Yeah. Yeah. This is 1% is going to take care of themselves that they usually do, and that's it. But as we talk about these markets, you can be part of that 1%. How do you do it? Do what they do. Make simple choices. Keep your wealth simple. Own hard assets one of which we talked about in the first segment, gold. In a minute, we're going to talk a little more about silver. And in particular, of uh, great interest this week as it relates to gold, was an update on what they call Basel III Accord, which comes via the Bank of International Settlements, which is the central banker's bank. Essentially, all of the central banks of the world need a bank, and that is the Bank of International Settlements called the BIS. They came out and discussed Basel III rules, and this is a change that basically governs a very large portion of how all internationally operating banks handle their finances. Now, the right from the BIS website, the definition quickly of Basel III, the International Regulatory Framework for Banks, states that Basel III, Basel III is an internationally agreed set of measures developed by the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision in response to the financial crisis of 2007 to 2009. 
The measures aim to strengthen the regulation, supervision, and risk management of banks. Now, these are a set of what they would call minimal requirements, but as we go through year after year after year, we very rarely, although the Bank of International Settlements actually holds gold provided by every country, they very rarely talk about gold. This week was a difference. Uh, there was some discussion about the Basel III rules and the idea of what they say is gold becoming money. Now, we've talked about this ad nausea over the years, and we have always agreed since day one, gold has never not been money. There's never been a time ever. It may not look like a dollar bill. It may not look like a 10-cent piece. It may not do the same thing. In fact, it does a lot more, but that's an argument we've put forth. This is an eye-opener because it deals with our old friends, the central banks. And for those listening, this is the whole reason we tell you to go out and consider owning gold and silver. When central banks, who are by definition supposed to be creating economic policy, tell you to go out and own paper, but never ever tell you to go out and own good quality assets like gold, but they themselves own it and buy it and continue to then something is wrong. And essentially this week we heard a lot about it. So Jeremy, we were talking about it before the show and essentially this Basel III is, it's a very important thing that's happening right now. It's important in the sense that ultimately it's a bringing of gold back into the financial system. Right. So we, everyone knows that in 71, Nixon lifts the gold standard and the fiat system reigns supreme and the establishment begins removing gold. Central banks start selling it. There's a fiat party. Everyone is going with the currency as money by decree of the government. And the U.S. dollar gets to hang on to some of that residual trust that was built up through using a gold standard. Then it's interesting building up to this, ba this new Basel rule is that in 2011, Ron Paul asked the chairman of the Federal Reserve at the time, Ben Bernanke, is gold money? Mm -hmm. I remember. And we, we watched it. Yeah, that was back in 2011. And he paused for some time and then eventually he said, no, it's not money. It's a precious metal. Okay. So a senator, Thanks, ben. Ron Paul, in the U.S. was asking the Federal Reserve chair, yeah. the leader of the Central Bank of, of the U.S., that very simple question which time and time again, previous chairs had said, of course gold is money. When, when pushed, because he wasn't answering the question, when pushed, why do central banks hold the asset? Because remember, after 2008, central banks started to net buyers. Be, net, become net buyers. Absolutely. Bernanke said, mm, uh, I don't know, tr tradition? <laughs> As if we're just going to buy something that's for fun. trading at, at $1,300, $1,500 an ounce for that tradition? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, he was being disingenuous. I know, but I, I watched that interview yesterday again. And Bernanke was on his heels, literally on his heels. That's I mean, right. If he was on a bicycle, would be backpedaling. I mean, he couldn't do anything, couldn't say anything. You know, why does the U.S. Fed... Uh, or the, you know, have gold in Fort Knox? Why does the Bank of England have gold? Why does the European banks have gold? Why does Russia have gold? Why does China have gold? Because eventually they know when you print paper currencies, sooner or later they're going to collapse and gold will always go up in value. 
before they put the gold standard up in 2000, what was it, 71, um, 1971, before that, gold was trading at $20 an ounce. The U.S. government... 35. No, no, no. It was trading before that at $20 prior to an ounce. Prior, prior to, to that. Yeah. And then the U.S. government confiscated all the gold and then revalued it at During the Great Depression. At $35. Right. That was one way to keep the dollar where it was. It saved the economy. I mean, it should be duly noted. It was treated as currency. So we're looking at it right now. I mean, you know, there's people out there that we follow, but there's people out there that say gold could go to $5,000, could go to $10,000. What happens when, and it will happen eventually, because all currencies, all empires come to an end, and currencies crash. They will come up with a new currency, and guess what it's going to be backed by? Gold. Gold. So... As an investor or even as a, an individual, you need to have some insurance on your capital. You have life insurance, you have home insurance, you have car insurance. Uh, Jeez, you, you have pet insurance. Yeah, you need to insure part of your capital, your investments. And one way to do that is own physical gold and silver in your portfolio. We're not telling you to go out uh, and have 100% gold, but you know, 15 to 20% or even 10 to 20% in your portfolio is going to be that insurance policy. It's historically the norm, by the way, gentlemen. As we said in last week's show, Ray Dalio, speaking at a conference, big hedge fund guy, billionaire, said to the listeners, I own 10% in gold. I mean, I just thought that was common sense. If you don't know your history, maybe that's why you don't own gold. But if you do know your history, you'll know that that is a smart thing to do. And it just makes sense for us too. So Guildhall Wealth is uh, the website, guildhallwealth.com. And you can go there. You can get a free investor kit, learn more about everything that we have to offer. But guildhallwealth.com is the website. Yeah, Paul, I think in terms of the insurance policy that you're talking about, this concept that you need some sort of confidence in the system at some point. And what Basel III Accord is doing, which was issued back in 2010 post-crisis, is to say, okay, you know what? It used to be that gold was a risk asset. Maybe that was the volatility of the market. Maybe it was just part of that establishment idea of the fiat reigns supreme. Gold is a risk asset. It's, it's a relic, yada, yada, yada. But at this point now, Basel is saying uh, the Basel uh, III Accord from the Bank of International Settlements is saying gold is a zero risk asset. If you hold gold as a bank, that is zero risk. What what it's worth, you can use that as 100% of the value. They even go further to say that it this is has to be allocated physical gold. And that's on par with cash. And I think that there's an important dichotomy there as we're discussing this is what if cash starts to lose lose its value? right? No wonder you've got gold in there in the Basel III. So this could be part of the reason why central banks are clamoring to, to own gold because, as you said, Paul, it's true. Fiat currencies don't have a long lifespan. They're usually a little over 100 years um, that they'll last. Confidence falls apart, and you have to have some sort of value. And gold has intrinsic value, so it makes sense that it would have zero risk for these banks. And so the uh, Bank of International Settlements is essentially recommending to all banks that they hold some tier one assets and that specifically being qualifies gold. As, as a tier one. So asset. the significance here 
ultimately is that gold is being brought back into the financial system after over 40 years. The pendulum is swinging back from, oh, fiat's great, look, you know, and all the risks that, that appeared with that to we need some certainty in this financial system if it starts to crack at the seams, which we're starting to see. And the gold's intrinsic value produces that confidence. So this just shows the importance of gold as the bedrock of the financial system, and it should be the bedrock of your portfolio in reducing risk. Guildhallwealth.com is the website, and as we go to break, Think of this. In 2018, central banks added nearly 23 million ounces of gold, which was up 74% from the year before 2017, and it marks the highest annual purchase rate increase since 1971, the year they ended the gold standard. Why would they do that if they didn't believe gold was going higher and that it would protect the assets they currently have? That is Real Money, folks. This is the show, The Real Money Show. You are listening and tuned in with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Fellas, the website guildhallwealth.com is an easy site to get to, and as people journey through the site, they will find out a little bit about gold, a little bit about silver, other metals we offer uh, in palladium and platinum. And as many people may know, palladium has been on a terror. It's up threefold in the last 24 months and uh, continues on a journey higher. So that may be a metal you'd like to buy and own. And as we're talking about all these metals today, we always like to talk value. Well, as far as those metals are concerned, there is one metal that beyond gold's protection and its well-known stature the world over, there is true, true, true truth to the idea that there is a very undervalued metal, and that is silver. And silver has been one of our favorites since we opened our doors back in 2002. And one of our most favorite types of ownership is what we call allocated financing. And this gives you a tremendous bang for your buck. Now, Paul, uh, we should, first off, congratulate people this week because we've had an abundance of people coming in through our doors. It has been a crazy week, lots of buying, uh, bringing product home, putting it into these allocated financing accounts and other accounts that we offer. And in particular, the most common form of this account is just your 1,000-ounce silver account. Why don't you tell everybody listening a little more about allocated financing? Yes, Darren. What this means is for... When you're buying allocated finance or you're using allocated financing, you are still buying physical product. You're buying a 100-ounce RCM bar. So, for example, if you bought 10 100-ounce RCM bars of silver, it would cost approximately $21,000 Canadian. By putting up a minimum of $7,600, you're now controlling that 1,000 ounces of silver. Where you get the bar numbers it's allocated to you and it's segregated and the product is kept in a safe, secure depository in Mississauga. So let's take an example. The 1,000 ounces of silver. For you to double your money if you bought silver today at $21 Canadian, for you to double your money would have to go to $42. So that $21,000 investment, $42, you've doubled your money. When you're putting up $7,500 and silver's trading, in US or in Canadian, in US, let's say it's trading at $15, a $7 move in the market, and you've made about 125% return in Canadian. If the market was to go 
to $49. That's where we were in May of 2011. We believe that in the long run that these markets will definitely be moving up. So, for example, if we went to $49 and you put up $7,500, you're going to make around about $40,000 profit on that money. So if you had 5,000 ounces in the market, you're going to make $200,000 if we go back to $49. That's over the next 36 months. Easy yeah. to do. That includes everything, too. But let's say we went to, you know, to $25 and silver is, you know, 25 US. You know, you're going to finish up making about double your money at least, $15,000. Um, and that's probably in the next 36 months. We believe these markets are going to go through the roof. So what we're looking at here is essentially you put a down payment similar to uh, real estate. Yeah. Um, you now have the product numbers allocated to you, segregated. You can go visit the product. It's all there. You put up a down payment. You can make payments, don't make payments. It's not like a mortgage where you're locked in. But you're now owning and controlling more product than you did before. So it allows you to take advantage of the market. So just to review this um, example, uh, Darren, 1,000 ounces of silver, how much would someone be outlaying right now? Well, in Canadian dollars, instead of what you would traditionally put out, which is 21, 22,000, you'd be getting those 10 100 ounce bars and you'd be laying out around just a little over 7,600 Canadian at today's rate uh, with everything included. That's all the bullion, that's the opening, and the ability to buy and sell for the next 36 months, once, and what's never, the, what's many the times per, What's the percentage of down payment on that? In full, that would be 35% of the value of metal, including the cost of doing business, and uh, as the market moves up, like Paul said, you get a move over the next 36 months, just back to $25. Mm-hmm. You're looking at 60 to 65% return on your money. So as the market rises, just like real estate, you're getting a gain on equity. You right? are, yes. So, And then what, what kind of options do you have if, you know, let's say the price goes to $24? What kind of options do you have now that you have this growth of equity? Well, first off, you're not going to keep, nor do we want our clients to maintain any type of financing long term. We use the power of the market as it moves up to cover that cost of financing. And when you've got profit, you'll use it, put it towards your investment, and it'll be like you walked into Guildhall day one and picked up 1,000 ounces of silver for 21, 22,000. Except for in this example, you only ever laid out 7,600 bucks. That's number one. Number two, if you are profitable and you are using the markets, and putting some tools to work that we offer on this account, you'll have the ability to buy more product as you're moving along. So without laying any more money into the marketplace, you could take a thousand ounces, you might turn it into twelve hundred, maybe fifteen hundred ounces, and you've never laid a pocket out of your uh, laid a dollar out of your pocket additional. So it's yeah. a very powerful account. Yeah, but, we've seen. But you can also do an equity release. So, for example, if you bought silver at fifteen, take the principal back. Sure. And silver went to twenty-two fifty. You could take, take out the seventy-five hundred bucks. Seventy-five hundred. Hundred percent. And now you've got a bet for free. Absolutely. Now, now Paul, what? What kind of investor could use this type of investment? I mean, we, we, we know that this is not for everybody, but what kind of investors could benefit from using the financing at this point? Well, uh, most people, are, whether it's property rich, stock market rich, other equities or other um, things that they have, um, that their money is tied up. For example, 
if you already own gold and silver, if you have 100-ounce RCM bars, 10-ounce bars, silver maples, same thing with gold, 1-ounce bars, gold maples, if you have it already with us, you may own it in our depository, you may have product at home, you may have product in your safe deposit box, you can use that same product the same way and use it as collateral, as a down payment, to buy more product and use this allocated financing for yourself. So for example, if you have 3,000 ounces of silver, maybe 30, 100 ounce bars, and you'd love to increase to 5,000, but you know, you're a little strapped for cash, but you own your property, you own all types of things, you may have you know, lots of bills, kids' uh, universities, you're waiting for a tax return, you know, a lot of different things, but you, your money's tied up. You can use that 3,000, you could take a 1,000 ounces that you have and use that as a down payment to buy an additional 2,000. You would get the same 100-ounce bars with bar numbers and allocated to you. It would be kept in our depository uh, in Mississauga. You can go visit the product, you can hold the product, you can touch the product. We're the only company that offers this. Um, and this is a great way to increase your position. Now, again, it's one way that we believe, whether you've got gold or silver, to increase your net worth. We think gold and silver is going to increase in value. Uh, we've been in this business since 2004. We've been on the radio here for you know over 10 years. We're not financial advisors, but we're experts in the field of gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds. And by all the signs that we're seeing and the markets, whether it's the stock market, whether it's the real estate market, you know, the cryptocurrency market, the marijuana market, all these are bubbles. And we see, you know, little pinholes coming and pinholes go into bigger holes and there is some type of collapse. We think that gold and silver is the way to actually look after your capital and have that insurance policy. Now, Darren, is there any obligation with this? Are you, as an investor, are you trapped to, into this investment for five, six years or anything like that? Like, what, what is the, you know, how locked the in is this? The beauty with allocated financing is it's come and go as you please. It's open-ended. There's no check on credit, nothing. The bullion itself serves as the underlying collateral. It stays stored. You can visit it, touch it, see it whenever you like. But the beauty of it is coming and going. If on a Monday you're loving the market, and on a Friday it's gone up haywire and taken off $3 and you want to sell, boom, you're out. If it's Tuesday afternoon and you bought Monday morning and you want out, you're done. Get rid of it. It's buying and selling on a phone call. You've got a ton of tools. It's one of the best ways I've ever seen to take advantage of a moving market. For those that are expecting that market to move, think of where silver has already been been to 49 already that's not the next point it's not the next stopping uh, major stepping stone we're going to breach the all-time high of 5250 and it's going to probably go towards 100 maybe 150 over the next 60 but months one of the things you have to realize this is not day trading you don't no, day trade you don't day trade your house you don't have to day trade gold and silver um, we do wait for the markets to, to move up we do offer a lot of different things that you don't have with your physical product we can put stop sales in on your product so you know, if for example, if silver's trading at sixteen dollars and it moves up to you know twenty-one dollars, we can have a trailing stop sell in at twenty fifty. So if the market comes off, we can capture the profit that you've made and clear any credit balances off. This is an incredible way to own physical gold and silver. 
if everybody out there had to go and buy their house for cash, how many houses do you think would be owned for cash? Everybody, most people, put down a deposit, they take a mortgage, and they pay that mortgage out over 15, 20, 25 years. This you can pay off much quicker. At any time, you can clear the credit balance. At any time, we can sell enough product off to clear your credit balance, and you can take physical product home. Guildhallwealth.com is the website where you can find more information on that, request the investor kit, and get started right away because this is a value market and there is value to be had there. Allocated financing, I will remind everyone that along with all of our accounts, these are self-directed. You are in charge 100%. We are experts in this arena. We will keep you up to speed on all things related to uh, bullion and the markets at large, but you are in charge. And that's one of the things I also love about this account. Now, when we come back, Let's throw some diamonds into the mix, a bit of an update, uh, a little bit more news on the pricing of gold before the end of the show, and a bit of a summary of sorts, and uh, I'm excited so that we can shed some more light on direction and what we expect in the coming weeks. This is an exciting time to be in the gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamond markets. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, and we thank you for that. You are listening on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Back again with you, and thank you for being tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and it has been my pleasure for the last three segments to be along with you for the ride. And Jeremy, Paul, both of you making compelling arguments today for ownership of gold and silver. We talked about the allocated financing account, about the, the Fed's dovish stance on the economy right now. And in fact, many in the news talking about how weak the economy actually is. It's not just our opinion. We're not just throwing this out there. Jeremy, in between the segments, you're seeing some news just popped up right now as we're taping this show. Share that with the audience. Yeah, there's been actually a couple interesting things today. Um, one being that there's a hedge fund that outperformed the S&P and returned 41% last year to its Damn. clients. Um, now, they don't have uh, what what those massive, massive hedge funds have. They only have $50 million under management. However, they're saying that the next big trade is going long gold. They see the recession on the horizon, and they are recommending gold at this point. And that is coming from um, Denver-based firm, Cressat uh, Capital LLC. And then on another point, um, Paul just brought this to my attention before we started recording the show, that City is selling off Venezuela's gold, the gold that uh, was confiscated from them. They defaulted uh, yesterday. Yeah, they defaulted on that, and then obviously they had product that was confiscated, so there you go. Um, bye-bye Venezuelan's gold. But again, to lend somebody $1.3 billion dollars, to a country, they obviously thought gold is real money, and that is collateral. Of course they do. As Basel III is showing, we talked about tier that. Tier 1 asset. It's a tier 1 asset. Hello. It is. It is. Uh, it is as good as... Uh, good well, we as can't gold. say it's as good as cash. Cash good is as, as good as gold. Better than that. That's it's right. Better. Well, listen, again, as a reminder, 2018 marked the single largest buying year for central banks of gold since 1971. You simply don't add that kind of what they call lazy, can't eat it, can't live in it, can't do anything with asset unless, wait a minute, maybe there's a truth to the idea that there's something more to this, that gold is of value. But this is also happening, Darren. Did you see the Steve St. Angelo article that came out this week? 
He's yes, showing that silver production in, uh, domestically in the States is at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. It is true. And along with gold and silver, as we talked throughout this show, we promised to touch on natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, there's an important lesson to be learned throughout all of this. Despite the fact that you may be more familiar with gold and silver, natural fancy colored diamonds remains one of the best kept investing secrets among the rich. And to be like them, you must act like them. And they have known this for a very long time. We here at Guildhall have spent a great deal of time developing this concept and this idea and share with our listening audience on a weekly basis the fact that we have some of the best kept investable offerings in the natural fancy colored diamond space the world over. Not only that, in many colors. And this is, I mean, for me, above all the four C's and everything else, it's money in the palm of your hand, so to speak. It's portable wealth. It is. But I got to tell you, and I got to say this to, to the listening public out there, most people don't get it. Most people look at a little stone that's $750,000, and they're trying to say, well, a house is that much money, and that little thing is $750,000. It doesn't make sense. That's what we have to get across to our listeners, that... Not only are these natural fancy color diamonds things of beauty, they are an investment. They are extremely rare. And because they are rare, they are obviously more expensive than white diamonds. As an example, for every 10,000 carats of white diamonds mined, there is only one carat of colored. To find an investment grade, one carat vivid, internally flawless, you have to mine one million carats of white diamonds to find that one carat of vivid internally flawless yellow if we get into pinks and the argyle mine which is closing in 2020 2021 which we can confirm is that correct darren it is in fact yes they're Uh, winding down now as we speak it's winding down and when this mine closes this produces 90 percent of the world's pinks yet it's only one tenth of one percent of their actual production which means it's going to leave 10% of the world to produce pink diamonds. This, right now, pinks have been going up over the last 10 years from the Natural, from the natural Color Diamond Research Foundation. They give us figures of about 357% over the last 10 years. That's on high quality, over a half a carat, uh, VS quality pink stones. This is an amazing investment. If you've got you know, kids going to university, if you're looking for retirement in 10, 15 years down the road, we recommend that you have and own a natural fancy color diamond. You can get started for as low as 15% on a fancy diamond. You know, they may go up 5 to 6% a year. You can go to one grade better, which is an intense, that may go up to 12, 14% a year. We get into vivids, vivid yellows, internally flawless, go as much as 35% a year. It doesn't mean every year they go up 35%, but on an average. And then we have pinks that have actually just skyrocketed. And you have an example where a customer uh, you were speaking to today. Well, I had a, I had an example with a client that was uh, I was speaking to about uh, uh, another diamond and uh, had made a purchase back in 2012. And sometimes it even slaps us on the head because we realize how 
uh, it's been such a tremendous uh, investment for people because I looked at the invoice from the two diamonds he bought, and one of them was a 0.54 uh, fancy, intense, purplish pink VS2 clarity cushion cut pink diamond, and it's a non-Argyle, and that price uh, that he paid back then, he shall remain nameless, was around 30000 for that diamond. And uh, lo and behold, number one, the price to buy that stone you today is ridiculous. You could buy that for $60,000. Yeah. And, and the selling price on a stone like that, I mean, it just continues to rise and rise and rise. Now, that being said, that's one example, but there are dozens and dozens and dozens. And as this market improves, what will be is a kind of a wall where prices were traveling wonderfully and consistently higher in pinks and yellows as paul just said and all of a sudden you're going to see this massive moment the argyle mine will close and boom it'll be like a straight shot up to a new whole new level where all the diamond prices will take off and then there'll be a new level set two three four who knows how many times higher than what they are right now and that will be the going price for these types of diamonds well this always happens in different once in a lifetime yeah but different areas it's, it's like pistons in a car you know we've had real estate that's gone up because of low interest rates the stock market's gone up because of low interest rates and you're getting a dividend if you can get a four or five percent dividend on a stock that's a lot more than you're going to get out of a bank uh, and pay the tax on the on the interest that you're making um, diamonds have been in auction have been getting incredible prices but these are large stones let's not kid ourselves they're not one carat vivid yellows that have been selling at auction they're 15 carat 20 carat but it gives us the idea the very wealthy are churning they're turning over these diamonds they may have paid three hundred thousand dollars for something now they're getting five million for it somebody paid two million for something they're now getting 50 million you know within a 10 or 15 year period now darren you the i think for the new buyer the first time investor in a natural fancy colored diamond they can see two diamonds two vivid yellow diamonds both internally flawless and yet prices could have a massive range can you explain to the audience how can you have such a, a wide price gap on two diamonds that look like they're the same? Well, when it comes to the four C's and balancing what we expect out of a diamond, it's almost become scientific. And for the client to pick up on this is asking the client to do a lot, Jeremy. It's climbing a hill the size of Mount Everest. And it, more often than not, it puts a wall in front of the buyer and the buyer says, hold on a second, I gotta, I gotta know a lot here. Instead, what we want to do is we want to focus in on those details. We want to make sure that the client understands we are going after auction quality diamonds, the diamonds that set records around the world, whether it be a vivid yellow or a pink or a tender stone from the Argyle diamond mine. We are going to do that work for them so they can rest easy, put their head down on the pillow at night, and know we are the experts taking care of that for them. There is no second guessing. And yes, there are two different diamonds in front of you. And yes, one is 10,000 less than the other. But the fact is, if I had to delve into that diamond further, as an expert myself or yourself or Paul or anyone in the office, we're going to find a difference in that diamond, which is what makes the difference in price. An example of that would be very simple. If you were to go on to an online retailer who's not focused on consultation uh, with the client, he just offers it on his website. You can go there, you can buy it. You're going to see numerous examples of IF yellow diamonds 
one to two carats, just like we have on our website. Picture looks the same, description kind of looks the same, and then you don't think to open up what is called the GIA report, the Gemological Institute of America, and look at the DNA of the diamond. That's the four C's. We do that for you. And lo and behold, 99% of the time, what you find is a simple problem with the diamond. That would completely mean that it's not going to be, you know, the depth of the diamond is too deep, the table is too wide, there's something wrong with the one flaw that it does have instead of it being on the girdle or maybe underneath, it's right on the table on top and it's in plain eyesight. So these are the things which as experts we take out of the puzzle because any diamond on our site is going to be that top-notch tier one diamond that makes the money and the most in its segment. Yeah, exactly. One one thing, for example, it could it could have a lot of extra facets. You know, it's one thing to have one or two extra facets, but maybe this one has five or six extra facets. And you say, oh, that's that. It, you start getting into bad quality cut. Um, maybe the color itself is not quite as strong as it as it should be, or maybe it matches ticks all the boxes. But in reality, it just doesn't come to life. And so this is part of the reason why it's important to come to the office, look at the diamonds in the flesh, and see how they perform with the light and get a good feel for them. Because if it's beautiful to you, it's going to be beautiful to anybody. All right, guildhallwealth.com is the website, or you can Google us. You'll find out more information. You can go and listen to The Real Show, Money Show, anytime you like. It's a podcast. It's available for download. Get onto iTunes. Go on to SoundCloud, any of the various ways you can get that there and as always you can tune into this show on a weekly basis we're happy that you came aboard we want to share our information with you we'd love for you to go there to that website get a free investor kit and we want to thank you for being tuned in and listening to the real money show you have been doing so with guildhall wealth management on behalf of paul and jeremy i am uh, thanking you for doing that and taking the time we hope you have a prosperous day and we look forward to speaking with you next week you are listening to the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto